Hi, welcome to Rewatch This, where we have first takes, hot takes, and the occasional double take. I'm Jason. I'm Addie. Uh, what exactly is Rewatch This? Well, have you ever watched something amazing, but you couldn't talk about it with anyone because, well, none of your friends have watched it yet? So then you keep pressuring them until they cave? Which is how we ended up here. When I found out you've never watched Avatar The Last Airbender, I had to do something about it. So, Jason. Addie. The previous two episodes really focused on earthbending. Yeah. And now thinking about it, does it not remind you of the Force? <laughs> what reminds me of the Force? Using earthbending is like the Force in Star Wars. I think the way it's done in Avatar is way cooler. Because in Star Wars, you stick your hand out mm-hmm. and you call upon the force and it shoots like a magnet. I like I like to see a little visual kind of like come over here action, you know, mm-hmm. with the with earthbending and stuff. Anyway, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. We should watch those next episodes, shouldn't we? Yes, we should. But before we talk about our thoughts, we're going to summarize the episodes that we watched. Which means there will be spoilers. So unless you like spoilers, this is your final warning. Chapter 7. The Winter Solstice Part 1. The Spirit World. Addie, take it away. Aang, Sokka, and Katara arrive at the burned ashes of a forest. Then they are taken to a village that is being terrorized by a spirit. At sunset, Heibai disappears with Sokka and knocks Aang unconscious but he wakes up in the spirit world. Aang is blue and therefore a spirit. Makes sense. The spirit of Roku's dragon appears before Aang and takes him to a temple. There, Aang learns he must speak with Roku on the day of the winter solstice. Roku's temple is a tall tower on a crescent-shaped island. Aang is taken back to his body and confronts Heibai again. He reassures the spirit that the burned forest will regrow, and Heibai ceases his attacks and returns to the forest. Those who were kidnapped by Heibai return, and Aang says their next stop is in the Fire Nation. Meanwhile, in this episode's B-plot, Zuko has to rescue Iroh from the Earthbenders. Aha. Uh-huh. Chapter 8, The Winter Solstice, Part 2, Avatar Roku. Jason, can you tell us more about this episode? Aang, Sokka, and Katara leave for Roku's temple in the Fire Nation. Zuko is hot on their tails. They all run into a barricade of ships led by Commander Zhao at the Fire Nation's border. Aang can't cross because he's wanted, and Zuko can't cross because he's banished. After dodging fireballs, Appa flies past the barricade, followed by Zuko, followed by Zhao. Aang finds Roku's temple and is attacked by fire sages guarding the island. Except for one, Shayu, who remains loyal to the Avatar. Shayu is an older man with a goatee and a cool hat. Shayu tries to help Aang into Roku's room, but the door is locked. Luckily, with Sokka and Katara's combined brain power, they manage to trick the other sages into opening it for them. However, Aang is ambushed by Zuko, who is then ambushed by Zhao. <laughs> <laughs> Aang manages to escape in the nick of time and make it inside the room. Inside, Aang meets Roku, and Roku tells him that the Fire Lord will use the comet to end the Hundred Year War, and that Aang must master the four elements before summer's end. Roku's tall, sports a long white beard, and is dressed in Fire Nation red. With the help of Roku, 
Aang, Sokka, and Katara manage to escape the temple and fly away on Appa. All right. Mm-hmm. So what a hefty two hefty episodes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. A two-parter episode. Yes. Yeah. So all right. Thoughts in the story at large. It's a big episode for the story at large. <laughs> <laughs> Super exciting stuff. These two episodes were so jam-packed with new information. It was really hard for me to type my notes while we were watching it. I mean, same. <laughs> um, we had to pause several times just yeah, to we like, did. write down and process and then click play again. Um, I'm really happy that we got to learn more about the role of the Avatar and some history about some characters' past and the beginning of the war, which I don't think we really know much until now. Mm-hmm. For Aang, we can later talk about how he needs to learn the skills of bridging the man and spirit world, which is new to him and us. Yeah. So that was very interesting. And then got to see the fire temple and meet Roku and then ultimately learn what Aang needs to do to defeat the fire Lord. It's a lot. A lot. So much. All right. Let's dig a little deeper. Uh, you mentioned that we learned a little bit more about the role of the Avatar, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel for Aang having this responsibility thrust on him? I feel really bad for Aang. Yeah. <laughs> he really has no one to guide him. Mm-mm. After 100 years of being trapped in the ice, he was supposed to train with... Oh my goodness, I forgot his name. Go... Nope. Oh, no. Uh, it doesn't help that I have no idea who you're talking about. His friend, his monk. Oh, Gyatso. Oh, see, I knew it started with a G. <laughs> <laughs> so he was supposed to learn from him. Yeah. And learn how to speak with Roku, I'm guessing. But now so much time has passed. And Aang really blames himself of all the destruction that's happened, all the death and... He calls himself a bad avatar because he's unable to protect everyone. And seeing the forest being scorched like that, he had immense guilt. And yeah, it's a lot to take in for a little kid. Yeah. On top of that, you know, we learned that not only is the avatar supposed to save the world and bring balance, like mm-hmm. he has to be the bridge between man and spirit and 12-year-old me probably would be really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he figures it out. I think while this is another thing for him to shoulder, uh, it's now an additional skill that we can watch him master, Mm -hmm. and it will be awesome. I don't know what it really means to bridge the man and spirit world. We got a little taste of it, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure it'll come back in later episodes. I hope it does. The other big review is the comment that's coming. Not only does he have to work towards defeating the Fire Lord, but now there's a definite timeline that he has to follow. No more fucking around riding fish and penguins. (laughs) I think sadly it feels like his childhood is getting chipped away every episode. Kind of feels that way. Mm -hmm. Well, um, speaking of spirits though, how did you feel about their introduction? Did it, you know, did that work for you? Uh, Yeah. One of the very few anime I've watched back in the day was Inuasha, and that had a lot of spirits and demons in the story. 
this reminded me of that series with angry spirit who is actually just a forest god yeah who happens to be the shape of a panda mm-hmm. <laughs> i actually have a small trivia oh about hey bye do share i'm not really sure if you know this but it means black and white in chinese oh i didn't know that so i was really pleased knowing that they pulled from chinese culture especially when it's revealed to be a panda, which is also China's national animal. Ooh. Yeah, to clarify, hey means black and bai is white. Besides from that spirit, this is the first time that we learned about Avatar animal guides. Or maybe in the spirit world, we see... Oh yeah, Aang had that line. It's like, oh, you were... the, the When the dragon came in, you, yeah. he said you were... Uh, avatar roku's animal guide mm -hmm. just like appa is for him so that was really cool and i really loved how they revealed ang being in the spirit world oh my god yeah that i wrote that down too yeah so they go from night when mm -hmm. ang goes after the spirit and once it becomes morning he's still blue colored even though yeah. the day has become warmer and that was like a really amazing visual yeah reveal. i can say that i like didn't remember that reveal at all but watching it again this time it was like so cool because it was so smart and i saw it like just as just before it was happening super clever yeah actually there's a question i had oh so when ang was flying on the dragon in the spirit world yeah it seemed like uncle iroh was able to see Ang or yeah. feel or I don't know he said something is this something you can tell me about or no well let's think about this so it was very clear that he saw something in the sky mm -hmm. right yeah. that no one else could see to me that shows that he's spiritually aware hmm. speaking of Uncle Iroh you were surprised when we were watching the show that it was revealed that he was the once great general Iroh. Why were you surprised? And wow. oh, oh, also, you were surprised that um, he was the brother of the Fire Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, well, I think he's way too chill for me to imagine him as a great general. I guess I never made the connection that He's literally Zuko's uncle. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, they're family. Yeah. Speaking of that family, Zuko chose to rescue Iroh instead of chase Appa when he saw him. I know that you think Zuko is a interesting character. What do you make of this choice that he made? Mm-hmm. It was certainly surprising, but I'm very proud of him. Yeah, if you Seems can be like... proud of a villain. Seems like he has a heart after all. And uh, I thought the rescue was actually very touching and especially seeing the two of them fighting together. That was cool. Mm -hmm. Part of the lots of action in these two episodes. Yeah. That and, fight scene was very cool. And I was secretly rooting for them, even though they're the bad guys. <laughs> I can tell you that I don't remember this B plot at all. Like... From this episode, I just truly remember Aang being in the spirit world mm -hmm. and the panda. But this was important. Yeah, it was really important. This, this showed was a lot why of it character. surprised me so much that 
I didn't remember. So when it happened and I saw Zuko make that choice, I was like, oh yeah. Like this was so important to -hmm. show that like Zuko isn't just a one note character. Yeah. Well, after Aang rescues the town, he tells Sokka and Katara that they have to go to the Fire Nation next. That's where Roku's temple is. Mm -hmm. What did you think about that? Because that sounds crazy. Well, I was worried, but knowing them, they'll somehow make it. I was more excited about how they'll do it. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was just excited. And I'm glad that both Sokka, well, mainly Sokka being supportive of joining Aang was character development. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't let Aang hang dry out alone. Yeah. How did you feel about his journey to be less selfish? I actually don't think Sokka was that selfish at all. I mean, he is a little like of a bonehead, but you know, even back in episode one, he was still fighting for his tribe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just now Aang is part of his tribe. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's how I see it. Like, like you know, he's just, he has to protect his people and Aang became one of those after the several adventures that they've been on. Mm-hmm. So the next episode picks up right where we left off. Uh, and we can talk about some of the action stuff later. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you, when we first met Shayu, that sage, who is helping them, right? Mm-hmm. You did not trust him at all. Like, you looked at me, and he's like, this guy is sus. Yes. <laughs> I was very sus about him at first. Yeah. The show opening literally tells you that all firebenders are scum of the earth. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm just like taking it at face value, but I did ask that question maybe in our first episode or second episode. Yeah, about, early on. Yeah. If all firebenders are bad. Yeah. Does this help you with that opinion or I guess that thought? Yeah. So this this is kind of proof that they're not all terrible people. Yeah. He claims to be Sage first, then Firebender second, which means he's loyal to the Avatar. I'm very happy that there was no twist of him being evil. But I guess the real twist was that he's good. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. So it makes me hopeful to meet future good Firebenders and maybe even a changed Zuko. Hmm. I definitely don't know the answer to any of those questions, but I do know that we do meet another nice firebender in the form of Avatar Roku, Mm -hmm. previous incarnation of the Avatar. What is the impression that you got from him? Very like wise old man Dumbledore feelings. (laughs) He do have a long beard. Yes. This guy is like a thousand times more powerful than Aang. Yeah. And he looks hella old. So Aang has got to work impossibly fast to master everything. (laughs) And I'm glad he gave Aang enough to go on for now. And seems like we might see him again. Maybe when Aang masters more of the spiritual world connection. Yeah. So as Aang was saying goodbye to Roku, Roku says... Oh, I can help you get out of the situation. Mm -hmm. And then he displays some massive bending ability. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thoughts? 
That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) I guess since the beginning of the series, I always ask myself, like, oh, what's possible? How how far can bending go? Mm -hmm. And then when I saw that for the first time, I was like, holy shit. That people can do that? Yeah. It was really cool to see the previous avatar, you know, having been teased who he was since like the third episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like we see a statue. Yeah. And even the episode before with this dragon and stuff like that. And just being teased about this person, this being, mm-hmm. to finally meet him was really cool. Still has his powers too. Yeah. And I guess now that I'm thinking of about it a little deeper mm-hmm. roku is from like a bygone age right like when he was alive it was a, it's completely different than how ang is doing it now like for example the avatar wasn't being hunted so he was able to go through the process of becoming the avatar i guess naturally or how it's supposed to go yeah and with proper guidance yeah and training guidance and stuff and like training that and with zero panic of a war happening and yes. it's interesting to have Aang confront that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was saving this till now because these episodes are so jam-packed with it. But there was a lot of action. So much so that when we were watching, you said it earlier, we had to like pause after certain scenes, be like, okay, hold on, I got to catch up because I don't know about you, but I was super thrilled with the action. Um, did you have a similar feeling? And did you have a favorite moment an action moment yeah i mean i couldn't look away most of the time because i didn't want to miss anything yeah i think maybe my favorite action scene was probably when they crossed the fire nation border mm. i was super anxious about Appa getting Me hurt too. i don't care about anybody else but like come on man don't hurt Appa. come on look okay, well oppo was maybe gonna get hurt Sokka fell off <laughs> He was going to be fine. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's a small target. Yeah. At most, he'll probably just swim and have to be rescued in the water. <laughs> He's from the water tribe. He knows how to swim. Exactly. But yes, Appa was like the big target. Yeah. And it does make me wonder why they don't choose to fly higher. Like they're always being followed by Zuko because they're flying low enough yeah. or maybe because they can't breathe in the air i don't know if they fly that high i mean Hoppa's a big boy you can probably see him from a mile away i don't know i feel like they need to like strategically fly in the clouds or like yeah. higher yeah. altitudes who knows and the really fun part of that scene is when ang basically pulverizes a huge fireball yeah and saves the day and that was really really fun mm-hmm. then my second favorite which is not really an action scene but a lot happens yeah uh basically when the gang tries to open the tumble doors with Sokka's bombs which was really smart but then the more brilliant plan was tricking the sages into thinking they've already entered yeah so with the combination of Sokka and katara's brains they figured it out and they got in yeah you know i don't really remember it not working (laughs) i'm I'm like so when that happened on the show and it straight up it didn't open i was like wait wait it didn't (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And that was another thing I wanted to say is like, it's really nice to see these characters be challenged and yeah. are forced to get creative. And I, I kind of hate when things work out too easily in any story. And I'm really glad that they were thrown like another... Like a curveball. Yeah. 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 What about you? Did you have a favorite moment? I like a lot of what happens in these two episodes. Um, Zuko and Iroh tag teaming a bunch of earthbenders, mm -hmm. seeing firebenders fight that way. Uh, but I really enjoyed seeing like a, what a full potential avatar could look like when Roku destroyed his temple. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing like all that magma and like how much destruction he caused, I was like, the you know, first time I saw it, and probably the first time I saw it, and definitely this time I was just like, oh my god, like this is what the Avatar can do. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. And um, <laughs> wait, I just got like a flashback to when Aang was showing off his. Oh. <laughs> uh, was it pebbles, marbles? Yeah, the marbles. Or he was just playing with they marbles trick, in yeah. his. Airbending. Check this out. Exactly. So it's like, okay, well, what hey. the Avatar can do. <laughs> but yeah, so that was really impressive and stuck out. But a very, very close second place is the Fire Navy Barricade yeah. scene. That scene was so good. There was so much going on too. Like if you think about it from like an editing standpoint, there's like three groups there all trying to get something different. Well, mm -hmm. two of them trying to get the same thing to get across that border. Mm -hmm. But it was cut in a way that everything made sense. It came together and it was exciting. Yes. Like Zhao launches fireball. Appa dodges it. Oh, no, Zuko maybe got hit. Mm -hmm. And like there's like so many things at play and it just worked really well. And it was so well paced and so exciting all the way through. I like want to watch that scene again right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was very well balanced between the three groups. Yeah. And I wasn't confused of where anybody was mm -hmm. and where everyone's stance was. So it was all very clear. Mm -hmm. And I love when I kind of know like exactly what's going on, especially yeah. in an action scene like that. Yeah. And too, uh, now that I think about it, Everything about that scene was building up to the point of when they eventually crossed. Like the music was like building up and mm -hmm. Iroh was kept telling Zuko, this is a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. Turn back right now, please. Mm -hmm. It was so good. And we got to meet, uh, not meet, we got to see Zaddy Zhao again. Oh, yes. Zaddy Zhao. <laughs> Were you surprised at his return? I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I was not so pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this guy again. <laughs> he brings excitement. So, I mean, I think his character is really interesting because he is supposed to be on the same side yeah. as Zuko. But obviously not. He's a piece of shit. So a, yeah. <laughs> he goes against his own people. But Zuko is banished and we don't really know why yet. Hmm. And it seems like his dad the fire lord is very unforgiving yeah harsh rule mm -hmm. so action aside there was a, a lot of also world building 
in these two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't react to anything, maybe. Um, but can you tell me some things that you noticed or learned? I think I've already gone over a lot that I've yeah. noticed. But mm-hmm. one thing I do wonder about is the comment. Whether it's a destructive comment where it could bring harm to the world itself. Or is it small enough where it's just going to be used by the Fire Lord to win the war? Um, so, for example, if... I love examples. No, when <laughs> when Aang defeats the Fire Lord, I'm assuming he does because it's a kid show. Okay. <laughs> so, when he defeats the Fire Lord, is that going to be before the comet hits or comes... And then will it be like a second danger to Aang and the rest of the world? And do they have to save the world again hmm. from then the comet? I don't know. I'm just like, when I, I think s- about I comets, a lot of ideas in your head right now. I know. But when I think about comets, <laughs> it's like, will it, is it big enough <laughs> to destroy the world? Maybe we'll find out. Who knows? So anyway, that's <laughs> kind of what I was wondering about does any character stick out to you in these two episodes in particular yes it is zuko this time what okay well i have one it's not him oh okay well he again really surprised me when he decided to go after his uncle instead of after ang yeah and this goes back to my hope that he could someday switch sides or just do something truly good and that would be really interesting for the story to go that way hmm interesting Mm -hmm. so you know how you said that like i do and it's zuko i was hoping to finish your sentence and say it's ang (laughs) you know actually it hasn't been ang for me well this was a big ang episode for me we learned so much about his responsibility Mm mm-hmm um, being the avatar and even more responsibility of taking care of the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. I guess it's maybe because Aang didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. He just did everything that That's a good he point, the way do. I phrased the question. Yeah, um, but Aang was amazing and we learned a lot about him this episode. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He's been through a lot. So in these two episodes... Were there any lessons that you learned or feel like the storytellers were trying to teach? Yes, actually. I think the whole thing about the forest regrowing, mm-hmm. having another chance, and give, given time, everything hopefully will heal. Oh, yeah. I think that's something that Heibai and us had to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Did you take anything away from these two? Yeah, I was going to piggyback and say that people can also grow and change. Yeah. And uh, I was mainly More thinking... Zuko propaganda. <laughs> no, actually, I was thinking about Sokka. Oh! Excuse you. <laughs> but the next lesson is that people are rarely pure evil or good. And that, I was thinking about Zuko. And then, Not the very clear Shayu. <laughs> oh, okay. So 
I also added that not all firebenders are evil. Another good takeaway. So that's for Shayu. All right. So now it's the point where I ask you, what do you think is going to happen next? Been saying this every episode, but <laughs> Water Temple, <laughs> I think is time. <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. Oh, wow. I sense waterbender hostility in you. I'm just thirsty <laughs> to see some waterbending. Uh, and then maybe we finally meet the Fire Lord. He's been mentioned for the past four episodes now. So it's really yeah. building this character up. Then adding on to my crazy predictions about the comet. One of my predictions is that Aang will use the comet against the firebenders whoa somehow or better yet maybe ang and zuko will team up okay i'll stop i'll stop (laughs) can't wait that's a wrap on episode four if you had as much fun as we did please support us by rating and subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can reach out to us at rewatchthispod at gmail.com or follow us on instagram at rewatchthispod thanks to our producer calvin for all your help and thank you for listening in and joining us on addy's journey through the world of avatar the last airbender we hope you can join us next time when we cover chapters 9 and 10 moving double right digits until then, that's Jason. That's Addie. And this has been Rewatch This.